It's the 2023 Fantasy Draft, and 10 picks are going to be jumping ship from the WWE over to AEW, and 10 picks are going to be jumping ship from AEW over to WWE. Who's going to get drafted? Come on in and find out. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Seth Grimes, back here with another video. And this one's going to be a fun one as I've sat down and I have d designed a fantasy draft in which 10 picks will be drafted from the WWE over to AEW and 10 picks will be drafted from AEW over to the WWE. Now, I didn't just pick the top acts from each company to flip-flop, as that would be no fun and it would be too easy. What I did was I tried to take a look at guys that could either benefit greatly from a change of scenery or guys that are maybe being underused that would probably be used better in the other company. Now, this is completely subjective. This is just my picks. There's no rhyme or reason, and quite frankly, I could change my mind on some of these tomorrow. But as I sat down and I wrote up my list for this here video, this is what I came up with. So keep in mind, these are my picks, and you may have something completely different, and that's fine. In fact, I encourage you to share that down in the comments below. And while you're there, hit that subscribe button and thumbs up if you like what you're watching. Now, we got some guidelines for this here fantasy draft. As I said, we're not just going to raid all the top talent from each brand and switch them around. In fact, we're only going to switch one main event level talent. That's right. Only one main event level talent will switch places between the company. We will also have three upper mid card talents. Those are people that may visit the main event picture, but they're not your main event WrestleMania level talents. Uh, upper mid card we're also going to be picking two tag teams from each roster tag teams only count as one pick even though there are two guys per team one pick one team one pick two tag teams will be drafted as well as two talents from the women's roster will switch places and two lower mid card talents these are guys that may visit a TNT title match opportunity or a United States title match opportunity um, but are ultimately mostly there just to lose maybe they haven't had the right opportunity and this is the switch that they need to boost their career to the next level and finally, just for fun, even though I said 10 picks each, we will be throwing in an 11th pick, which will be a wild card pick, which will be a draft or a hire from outside of either company, which means whoever they pick for the wild card is not currently employed by either WWE or AEW. That could mean a New Japan talent. That could mean a Impact Wrestling talent. That could mean somebody that's just been released or is on the independent scene right now. Any wild card is up for grabs in that particular pick. So let's just go ahead and dive into it with our first pick in the draft, our first round draft picks for each roster. 
All right, we're going to go ahead and start off hot with the first round draft pick from the women's roster. Remember, we're going to be doing two draft picks from the women's roster from each company, and we're going to go ahead and get into the first pick, starting with the draft pick from AEW to WWE from the women's roster. The first pick we have is going to be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. That's right. Britt Baker would be my first draft choice over to the WWE from the AEW women's roster. Look, Britt Baker is the biggest star on the women's roster in AEW. It's hard to argue that. She is the fucking pillar. She is the 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 tent pole, if you will, of that entire division. She is what makes that division work. Uh, unfortunately, you know, she's had her reign for quite a long time at the top of the card as champion. Many, many main event matches as women's champion. Big, brutal matches with Thunder Rosa and all the violence that went into those matches. But yet, now she's being used to get over all these other talents that are jump, jumping over. She put over Tony Storm. She put over fucking Ruby Soho. She put over fucking uh, Paige, Soraya, when she came over. Britt Baker could use a change of scenery. And though she's doing just fine in AEW, she's far from floundering or anything like that. Just imagine throwing her into the WWE system in the mix with the talent on the WWE women's roster. I'd like to see it. And that's why I've gone ahead and pulled her from AEW over to the WWE <laughs> But with that pick, WWE is going to have to give up a talent on their women's roster. And the talent that AEW will be drafting in my little fantasy draft from WWE over to their women's roster is going to be Ronda Rousey. That's right. Ronda Rousey would be my first women's pick from WWE to jump ship over to AEW. And I just think Ronda Rousey is not doing so hot over in the WWE right now. For as big of a star as she was in MMA, I feel like WWE is killing her star power. And that shouldn't be the case. She was a household name before she ever stepped foot in the WWE. And now she's just another girl on the roster. And a lot of that has to do with her promo ability her in-ring work has been a little shoddy lately as well um, but we've seen her have good matches so it's not like she's an untalented hack we can work on her matches we can bring her match quality up um, but her promos are killing her in wwe they're just not using her to her full potential and i think that's because she's a bad actor I think she, because even in UFC, she could cut a promo, you know? She did those press conferences. She could talk shit with the best of them. But you got to let her fly. You got to let her do it on her own. Let her talk her own shit. If you don't hand her a script and you just say, just, just tell this bitch what's up. You know what I mean? Ronda Rousey will deliver for you. Is she still the best promo in the business when she does that? No. But she's going to be significantly better 
than she is currently having to deal with a script all the time. And in AEW, that's just not going to be a factor for her. She's not going to have to be handed a script and memorize shit. She's going to be told, here, here's your, here's what we're thinking for you. Here's the uh, direction that we're going, if she even gets that. Fuck, it's AEW, right? Um, but here's a mic. Go fucking do it. And I think she would get the swing of that real quick. And I think she would uh, probably piss a few people off because I don't think she knows where the to draw the line on some of that shit but i think she's gonna do a lot better on the mic all right the next round in our 2023 fantasy draft is gonna pull a lower mid card guy from wwe over to aew and a lower mid card guy from aew over to the wwe and that pick for the WWE in this particular round is going to be Ethan Page, the other Page. That's right, the guy who points his finger at it. I hate this. I hate this so bad. I'm not a huge fan of Ethan Page, but I understand that he is a talented individual. And he is kind of buried despite the attempts to get him in a in some sort of position, you know, American top team and now with the firm and whatever they're trying to do with Ethan Page, he just seems to be stuck in that lower mid card. And I see more for him. He's got a look. He's got a good body. He cuts a good promo. And I think he'd do just fine reading scripted promos. And I think with a little more structure, a little more spotlight, I think Ethan Page can shine a lot brighter than he is right now. And honestly, I think he'd fit right in with the WWE system. Send him on over there, have him be working with Johnny Gargano. I see they just did a toy hunt figure thing on, on Ethan Page's toy hunt vlog where, where the Garganos were with them, you know crossing the streams if you will wwe and aew guys hanging out together looking for toys bring ethan page on over to wwe and see what he can do so if we're gonna take a lower mid-card guy from aew and bring him over to wwe we gotta take a mid-card guy a lower mid-card guy from wwe and send him on over to aew and see what kind of kind of shit he can bring what kind of fire you know what kind of quality he can add to the aew roster and for this particular pick i have chosen pete dunn or butch if you're that kind of guy and you're a total douchebag uh pete dunn what can be said about that? Pete Dunn's a fucking machine, an absolute killer in the ring, a guy that would fit in beautifully with like a Blackpool Combat Club, you know, kick that Wheeler Uta cunt out of there and put fucking, well, you can't, I mean, obviously they wouldn't do that, but you could turn them all heel, beat down Wheeler Uta, add Pete Dunn to the group. Pete Dunn's a fucking beast, and, uh, you know, he's been buried in NXT UK for so long. Finally brought over to the main roster WWE and they slap fucking suspenders on him in a goofy hat and they call him Butch, right? Now he's got, he kind of looks more like Pete Dunn, but he's still Butch. And like, I don't get why they do this shit in WWE. Let the guy be Pete Dunn. He's not a goofball. He's not a character. He's not sports entertainment. You know, you're, you're trying to shoehorn him into a spot where he just doesn't belong. It's not going to fit there. And though he's doing fine with the fucking, with the, with the hooligans and shit, I still feel like 
You know, he would do a lot better if he was allowed to just be Pete Dunne and be the character that he was in NXT UK on a main roster. Next round, we have a tag team pick and the tag team chosen to jump ship from AEW over to the WWE is... The Ass Boys, that's right, the gun club themselves, the guns, Colton and Austin Gunn, jumping ship over to the WWE. Look, they're coming along just fine in AEW. They're not in a bad spot, and I'm not even saying that they're being used poorly in AEW. They're being used great. Uh, But just think how far, like, you can see the personality in them. You can see the character and you can see that there's some there is some in-ring talent there, you know, and that over time this team could really develop. I just don't know how far they're going to be able to develop in AEW. So if they were to come into the WWE system and I don't know if this would be a main roster pick, they may even need to spend some time in NXT, but I could just see, you know, you get Shawn Michaels get their hand, get his dirty little grubby little paws on those guys in NXT, um, you know, whoever else is working in NXT at the time, I think they would really be able to fine-tune the gun club, and I think they'd be able to take it to the next level. So, ass boys to the WWE, even though they're doing just fine in AEW, I don't think they're being misused. Let me just underline that. But I just think, you know, they can be taken to the next level with that NXT polish. And AEW is going to steal a team from the WWE roster as well. And the team that I have selected in this draft here, this was a little bit of a tough one, but I landed on this team here. The Viking Raiders. That's right. I would bring War Machine over to AEW, uh, probably along with Sarah Logan, if, if, if she's part of the package and I can do that. If not... No harm, no foul. I'm not going to pick her as a women's pick or anything. But if she comes with the team, she comes with the team. Um, I just think, look, they're they're a fine team on the WWE roster, but I don't see them breaking out and, like, being the top team for any length of time. And I don't know that they would in AEW either. But I think, you know, given the ability to just kind of run free a little bit more, be a little bit more violent, be a little bit more... Uh, of an action-packed tag team. You know, they do some great shit in WWE, but everything in WWE is so produced, so scripted, so uh, just, you know, it it all kind of, it's all predictable and all kind of falls into line. I think they could have a lot more wild matches over in AEW, and there's more teams to work with. And though I don't know that they could work their way up to like a tag team title win, I think uh, certainly they would they it would they would be much more entertaining with a fresh new look and a fresh new presentation over on a new brand with all new teams to work with. And just let them run wild, man. They can always come back to WWE later, um, but I think they're just kind of stuck where they're at. They're not going to get above the Usos, and even if the Usos were to leave and go somewhere else or step down as tag team champs, it's not going to be the Viking Raiders that move up into. That spot. So uh, in AEW, they may just get more chances or at least be able to have better, fun, entertaining matches and really kind of leave that legacy of being one of the greatest tag teams of all time. 
Moving into our next fantasy draft of 2023, this time from the upper mid card from AEW over to the WWE, we have Wardlow. Wardlow is criminally underused in AEW. I still think he's green. I still think he's not progressing at the level he should be, but he's progressing, so he's not a lost cause. I've personally like paid close attention. I've seen his promo ability, his interview ability. Some of his early interviews when he's out there trying to do media are just terrible, hot garbage, uh, you know, he's all clammed up and doesn't know what to say, and he's really stiff and shit, but he's loosened up. He's kind of coming into his own. I feel like he's getting more comfortable, but I, I don't know what the level of development is in AEW. Sometimes, you know, I know that there's people like Dustin and stuff that will work with guys in the ring, but I don't know how well people are being pushed or monitored or, or you know, you can see Tony Khan having guys on his roster and just going, yeah, it was great, it was great, it was good, everything was good, it was fine, it was fine, yeah, yeah, fine. You know, Vince was always very critical, right? You know, Vince was always the guy waiting for you when you came back from behind the curtain. If not Vince, it was the agent assigned to your match that Vince yelled at him, so now he's got to yell at you about, well, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this, you know what I mean? Like, but all of that, though it's, you know, it's a walking on eggshells type of environment, some guys need that extra development. And I think a guy like Wardlow in the WWE system is going to get that extra helping hand. And I really think they're going to just see dollar signs in a guy like Wardlow, see like a next Batista in a guy like Wardlow. And they're going to really work with him as much as humanly possible to get him to a WrestleMania main event. Making their move from WWE over to AEW from the upper mid card. This one was a toss up for me. As a matter of fact, I had it between two guys and only one made the pick. And I'm taking a look at the WWE roster and I'm seeing a guy like Sheamus and a guy like Drew McIntyre. And they've both been in the WWE system for a long, long time. And they've both basically done everything that they can do in the WWE and aren't likely to to move back up anytime soon. So really looking at both of those, I, I could go with either one. Um, and I had originally chosen to, to draft Drew McIntyre, but I'll just be honest with you, I don't personally like Drew McIntyre all that much. Eh. Like if I had to pick between the two and it was actually me picking... I'm going to go with Sheamus. So to really stir shit up, Sheamus has been a lifer in WWE. But he's also done every other than a main event at WrestleMania, which he's even had world title matches at WrestleMania. Uh, if you remember, he did the brogue kick and beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan in like three seconds. Remember Bryan was kissing AJ Lee and then got the big boot? Boom, world title match at WrestleMania. It wasn't the last match, but it was certainly a main event, a world title match at WrestleMania. It's about as high as you can get other than the last match. <clears throat> Sheamus has done it all, multiple time, every champion. Like At this point, like yes, he's a WWE lifer, but what can we do if we take him and we bring him over to AEW? Just cut him loose there. Listen, what can a guy like him that's been in the WWE system for so long 
do over in an AEW roster. He can start working with uh, with Claudio right away, and he could work with Hager, and he could work with Miro, just to kind of work with guys he already knows that are, are into the physical, hard-hitting style. And then you could throw him in there with wild cards. Like, can you imagine Sheamus in, like, a Minoru Suzuki bringing a fucking Suzuki to work with him or, like, a fucking Ishii or something like that? My God, how much fun could that kind of stuff be? Uh, get him in there with Brian again. Get him, uh, dude. I just think Sheamus could have some killer matches with guys on the AEW roster, and it's a weird pick because he's such a WWE lifer. But how much fun would it be to just cut him loose on the AEW roster? And he'll beat the shit out of people too, so it'll be fun to watch. You know, I think he'll move. He'd move up quick. I really think he'd at least get in the title picture. You know, he'd be as high as he is now I think he'd earn that spot rather quickly let's go ahead and pull our second pick from the lower mid card and this time we're going to do a pick from WWE over to AEW we're going to switch it up and go in reverse and uh, for this particular pick we're going with Ricochet. That's right. Ricochet to AEW confirmed, baby. Look, Ricochet was a hell of a talent on the indies. He was great in the in that uh, fucking Aztec Lucha Underground shit. And in he was he's was great in NXT. He was the uh, North American champion over there. He has all the potential in the world, but he's almost like could be like a modern day Rey Mysterio, but for some reason he just hasn't gotten past that level, and he's almost like a modern day Evan Bourne in WWE. And I think he can do better. Now, look, I'm personally he doesn't do anything for me, but I knew I liked him better in NXT. So that means they can at least do better with him. And look, he's buried on he's buried in the WWE roster right now. He's not going to get a chance to move up anytime soon. So let's go ahead and shift him over to AEW. He can start working with those guys within that system and let's see how he hangs. I think it's at least a fresh start. And can he can he uh, work his way through the mix? Can he break out of the pack? You know, uh, I don't know that he'll be able to, but at least it'll be a fresh start and a new opportunity and a fresh look for Ricochet or Rick O'Shea. And the AEW pick to be moving over to the WWE roster from the lower middle card is going to be. My boy Swerve. Swerve Strickland jumping ship back over to the WWE. Uh, I think he's doing just fine on the AEW roster. And in fact, I think he's he's spotlighted properly. He's got a good storyline. He's he's made a beautiful transition to being a heel that's working and getting over. And I I really, really think that Swerve Strickland is a guy that has main event potential. And though I think he's perfectly well on his path to AEW and he doesn't really need a change of scenery, let's put him back because, uh, you know, he was working with Hit Row and he had come up under that WWE system 
in NXT and, and had that cup of coffee on the main roster. Let's throw him back in the mix, put him back with Hit Row because Hit Row's lacking without Swerve Strickland. And though Strickland doesn't need them, I think he's doing great in AEW. And I even hesitate to pull him, but look, we're looking for a good up-and-coming talent, and I don't know that Swerve... Uh, I think he just might have a little bit more of an opportunity, and if not, just at least more visibility on the WWE roster. So, um, just I want to give him the highest potential that he has because I see a lot in him. So, let's send him back over to the E. Let's hit it with another mid card guy. Let's go back to the upper middle card and do our next round of draft picks for the 2023 AEW WWE Fantasy Draft. And from AEW over to the WWE, we're going with Powerhouse Hobbs. Pa -pa -pa Pow! Powerhouse. I love me some Powerhouse Hobbs. I think he's doing just fine in AEW as well, but my God, take a guy like Hobbs, put him over. Same thing with Wardlow, man. Like, Hobbs is coming along well. He's doing just fine. He's even positioned well, I think. You know, he's in that upper mid card. He really is. And at least they're spotlighting him to a certain extent. You know, he's got the next book of Hobbs or whatever the gimmick is they got going on. Will Hobbs, I see so much potential in this kid. He's got a, an amazing look. He's definitely still a little green, but he's got definite potential in the ring. You know, his strength is incredible. And his personality and his character and his promos are coming along fine. And the way he carries himself, his swagger, that little sneer that he's got going on. He used to overdo it, but somebody had to have pulled him aside and just... Said, so, you know, tone it down. Still do it, but tone it down. And he has, and it's almost like slight nowadays instead of so animated and cartoon. He's really progressing. Take that shit over to the WWE, put him through the system over there, and he'll, he'll just come in and wreck fools. I mean, wreck them. You know what I mean? Like, I really see, like, you you give him a good push and you give him that fucking WWE machine behind him, the training, get all... See, they have just endless resources to have these people, to take these people to the next level. You know, even though Hobbs, like I said, he's not being neglected in AEW. He was for a little bit, and that's a problem, too, you know, consistency. But... You know, how far can they take these guys without their own developmental system, without their own training people? And how hard are they producing people? You know, I said it earlier. Vince was always there to critique and, and, and tell you what you could be working on. I'm sure AEW agents do that to a certain extent, but I know goddamn well Tony ain't telling any wrestler what he could be doing. You know what I mean? Even though Vince wasn't a worker or anything, people respected Vince. And, uh, you know, Tony's got to earn that still. Tony's still Vin Vinny Jr. You know what I mean? Little Vinny. Little Vinny Jr. You know, none of the guys that worked for his dad had any respect for Vinny Jr. But once those people started phasing out, the 70s guys, and Vince was bringing in his whole crew of 80s, by the time the 90s came around, Vince was respected because he had the years in, and now he was the elder. He's been doing it for a while. Tony Khan's got to earn that. So I think, you know, guys like Hobbs, 
to make, really make it to the next level and be mega stars in the business, they got to go through the machine that is the E. Making the move from the WWE roster over to AEW from the mid card is going to be bro. Matt Riddle making the leap from the WWE over to AEW. Uh, might have a little bit to do with his wellness violations, you know, maybe not something he's got to worry about as much over in AEW, which isn't necessarily a good thing, depending what he's on. If he's on a bunch of, like, junk that can, you know, fuck him up, like a lot of these other wrestlers from the past that have dealt with, uh, we wouldn't want to encourage that in an environment that's not going to, you know, be hard on him about it. But at the same time, hey, fresh start, fresh people to work with, maybe less cartoony, less gimmicky. Uh, I very much see the potential for a, a, a Kurt Angle style wrestler out of Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle can do the goofy. He can do the comedy. He can do the stoner. He can do the bro. He can do the pigeons flying out of his fucking feet. He can do all that. The scooter, you know, you know, like he can do that. And, and same with Angle and all the goofy shit that Angle did, you know, the little cowboy hat and the fucking banjo and the milk and all of that fun stuff that Kurt did. But then remember when Kurt was the killer fucking wrestling machine? Remember when he he did the ECW thing for a little while and he just turned into a just a destroyer of worlds, just the wrestling fucking you know, like he had that match with Randy Orton at the ECW pay-per-view, and he just was a beast, you know. And you could Matt Riddle has that in him. Matt Riddle has a legit UFC career. He was let go there not because he sucked, but because he was a weed smoker. And Dana White had a hair up his ass about the weed. Now weed's not a problem in WWE. Riddle's got to be careful about being a druggie. You know, let's get off the junk. Make the money first. Then he can playing with the junk but it'll kill your career and you're going to cap yourself and the money that you're going to make but over an AEW bring him over as a wrestling machine bring him over as the beast the killer the animal the MMA guy make him a, just a badass unstoppable MMA guy that kicks the shit out of people and he'll have some great matches with like a Brian Danielson. I'm sure he'd have great matches with like a Moxley and Eddie Kingston. He'd have some fun matches with all the way, you know, and all the way across the board. Anybody pick your pick your guy. Uh, it would just be fun to have him in a new environment with a new character. And I don't know I, I, I think at some point they'll make that transition for him in wwe but i also think you know he's on thin ice over there and he could just use a change i think a change would be a good fit for matt riddle all right our second pick from the female roster jumping ship from aew over to the wwe is none other than jade motherfucking Cargill my girl my bitch that bitch Jade Cargill I love me some Jade Cargill I am an unabashed fan of it I've said it all along and I know people hate on that people hate on her and they don't see it and I man she gets so much hate in the comments but I am a, just an unabashed stan of Jade because dude I've been around 
I've watched wrestling for a long fucking time, and I just know a megastar when I see one. I've seen it over and over. She's the second coming of China, but she's got a smarter head on her shoulders, very business-minded. She's got that hip-hop entrepreneur-style business mind to her. You know what I mean? She's going to be doing... She's going to be big money in wrestling. She's going to be main events in wrestling if she goes over to the wwe put her through that system they're going to improve her in-ring ability and maybe she only gets to a certain point in ring never said she's a great wrestler she's a great personality she's an iconic personality in the right hands you can make jade jade's going to be on all of my shit if I, I am she is in all of my marketing anything i put out jade cargill's face is going to be on it you know, she's going to be on the side of my trucks for, you know, my TV trucks. When you see the, how they put the wrestlers on the side of those, she's going to be on my billboards. She's going to be on the side of the buildings when I do WrestleMania. She's going to be on the cups. You know, remember CM Punk was upset about not being on the Slurpee Cup? Jade Cargill will be on my Slurpee Cup. Jade's going to be on everything. Her face, she's a megastar. She's important to have as a, as a somebody for the black community to see and recognize as a top level athlete on TV in a high prominent position, she can represent that community well. She's well spoken. Any interview you throw her on, anything like she is just built to be a megastar. And I don't know why people see that, don't see that. And, and I don't know why people expect everybody to be able to wrestle like Brian Danielson to be able to be taken, you know, to be liked or taken seriously. I know she can't work. She worked her. Ooh, she needs work, but that's another reason to put her in the WWE system. They will make her better, and they will make her ten times the star AEW ever could. And they're trying. They're not. They're doing all that. Jade's on all of their shit. Everything. Pay attention. Everything they put out. Jade is front and center on that shit. And that's you know that's why she is the TBS. They created that belt for her so that she wasn't holding down everybody else in the women's division like a Britt Baker and all these other people because they're going to still have their opportunity because otherwise Jade would just be ruling all of them. So you kind of almost keep Jade in her own bubble so that she stays just on top. So, yeah, all day she's a fucking top draft pick for WWE if I ever say so. And I, I would be very happy to see her over there. Making her move from the WWE over to AEW's women's roster is the queen. Woo! Charlotte Flair will be making her AEW debut. And this is, I've thought this for a long time. I thought this when Andrade was over. Uh, There was just that little hint of a rumor that, uh, you know, possibly Charlotte could be interested in going to AEW at some point or whatever. Now we know that's not going to happen because Andrade just wants to get the fuck out of AEW. And there's some there's some beefs going on there. You know what I mean? But in a fantasy world, in my own fantasy picks, I think a Charlotte Flair with a whole new roster of people to work with. Get her in there with Thunder Rosa, bro. All day. Thunder Rosa, you think she's tough on some of these bitches? You think Charlotte's going to put up with any of that crap? Charlotte would beat the fuck right back out of her, dude. It would be a war, and it would be a great match to watch. Britt Baker. 
Charlotte Flair versus Britt Baker. Oh, my goodness. Like, the things that you could do with that girl over at Tony Storm, Ruby Soho is over there. You got fucking, you know, the list goes on. They have a great women's roster over in AEW. Uh, Soraya now is back in action. And then even um, when she gets back, Chris Statlander. I'm just love me some Statlander, you know. Jade, could you even though, <laughs> even though we just traded, we we traded her. Can you imagine those two getting on, getting it? Like, of course the match would be trash, but I mean, just the the promos, the look, the fucking face to face, just the poster is worth doing it alone. But yeah, I think should give her a fresh start and. Also, I think Charlotte is, she's a great worker, and I think give her an opportunity to work outside the rules of being the overly scripted WWE, give her more to work with in the ring, maybe she can get a little more violent, maybe she tries getting color like her dad used to do all the time, maybe she fucking, uh, you know, any number of things, just in her promos, they're not scripted anymore, just let her fly, like, I don't know, I think it'd be cool to see a completely different side of charlotte flair probably ashley flair over there um but it would just be so fun to watch i'd I'd be all for it and our second tag team pick going from aew over to the wwe f t r that's right f t r making the jump back to the wwe they're being used like dog shit in AEW. So now, you know, like, wrong or right was the perfect story. Was it just an absolute layup? Is it just me? And I know Jim Cornette's been all over this, too. It was a perfect layup to have FTR win the AEW belt while they were still the Ring of Honor belt champions, while they were still the AAA champions, while they were still the New Japan champions. Hold all the gold. Just for the photo opportunity alone, and just because they goddamn deserve to be able to say they literally held every single major title in the business at the same time other than the WWE title. And and they'd probably win those too if they weren't contractually banned from doing so. So it was, I mean, to me that was the perfect opportunity. And now their time has passed and that's why they didn't beat the acclaimed because it would just be stupid to beat the acclaimed now at this point. And and now they're losing. Look, they lost the ROH tag title. They're... They're, they lost the titles of the Briscoes. They're probably going to lose. They got a New Japan title defense. They're probably going to lose there, too. Like, their time, it's passed, man. They were just, the ball's been dropped with FTR so many times. And you have to wonder why. And all the Bucks fans out there, the Buckaroo fans, will just say, oh, no, they're just the good old nice boys. You know what I mean? Never mean and no harm. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think they're holding FTR down. I think that's true. I think it's evident by the way that they completely avoid facing them and and losing to them. And and even though they did face them twice and lost to them once, I just they, it just baffles me that they didn't see the money in that third match and and just the way that they've completely avoided it and the way FTR just doesn't get used on TV. They're get it's better getting better now, but. 
it's time to jump back over to Papa H. You know, Papa H understands FTR and respects FTR. And hell, they can go over there and have a hell of a run in WWE if if WWE gets serious about their tag team division again. And I think it's better off under the supervision of Papa H than, than Vince. So let's give it a try. Of course, one team that FTR would not get to face over in WWE because they're going to AEW is going to be the Usos. Jimmy and Jay Uso making the leap over to AEW. Uh, this on the basis of what else is there to do? They Unless they split up and do a singles run at this point and see how far they can get doing singles runs, there's they've literally like dominated the tag team division. They are they are the kings and the rulers of the world. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna continue to sit on top of the WWE until they're not. And then they're gonna fight to get back on top of the WWE and maybe they do again, maybe they do again a couple times. But eventually they're not gonna get back on top of WWE. And you know, this is the peak right here. So unless they go singles or, you know, this could continue for a while, but inevitably they're going to fall and they've done it all. They've worked with everybody. What's the point at this point anymore other than to just keep making the money and keep sitting at the top of the card or close to the top of the card? If you want to just have one of those legendary tag team runs like the Dudley Boys did, like the Road Warriors did, like like fucking the Young Bucks did, even though they've never been in WWE yet. But you want to be one of those FTR, certainly. You want to be one of those traveling all-time teams. Go to AEW and try your hand over there. Win the gold over there. Face the Young Bucks. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be able to work with FTR because they would have left to WWE, but... Lots of teams to work with over there. Death Triangle, Lucha Bros. Can you imagine those matches with, with the Usos just, just out of that right there? My God. So I think that would be a fun little jump. And look, they can always go back. I'm not saying this is a forever thing, but let's switch it up. Let's get some new competition. Let's go. All right. We are down to our top main event pick from each roster and we're going to start with the man that is going to be leaving the wwe he has been drafted over to aew in my fantasy draft of 2023 the man reporting over to aew dynamite is going to be seth freaking rollins Seth Rollins, I think, even though he's being used in a prominent position over in WWE, he's not going to get back to that top of the card. He might win the title again someday, but I don't know if he'll ever be the guy. And that was something he lamented in his interview he did with Ariel Hawani. He was like, yeah, I honestly think that living in the Roman era, I will never be the guy. I'll always be number two. I'll always be macho man to his Hogan. You know what I mean? And and he's never going to get past that point. And he won't unless Roman eventually steps down or goes away. Maybe Seth could get there. But just imagine if a guy like Seth Rollins made the jump over to AEW. It would be 
game it would be a game changer it would be as big if not bigger than it was when cm punk debuted for aew he is going to immediately sell you more tickets he's going to immediately get you more ratings he's going to immediately sell a shit ton of merch and he's going to give you endless great matchups that you could get going right away you could start him in a feud with fucking mox have rollins come in as as a heel to 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 feud with a babyface Max, endless possibilities over in AEW, and I think it would be a good change for him. And I think Rollins could move himself up to be the face of AEW. If you were to make that jump now, this year, you know he was traded to AEW. He could work his way up to the top of the card instantly, main event, win the world title. And, and run with it as long as they need him to. He can be their top guy. He can be their poster boy. He can be the face of AEW. You know, him and MJF. He could come in and work with MJF as a baby face. Uh, you know, like I said, Mox a heel. Like, you could do any number of things. He's versatile. Give him a fresh coat of paint, fresh paint of coat. Give him a new look. Give him, you know, turn him back to Tyler Black or whatever the fuck he wants to be. And, and let's just have fun with it, man. I would love to see what he could do in AEW. And I think he could fill that void that CM Punk left. If CM Punk's gone, if not, can you imagine Rollins and, and Punk work in a main event? Like, god damn. So fun. So fun, the possibilities of him over to AEW. I think that would be a fantastic move. And if you're pulling a main event top guy from AEW over to the WWE, you have to go with my man, MJF. There's no other choice. What are you going to bring Moxley back over there? Eh, Brian Danielson? Like, these are guys that already made the move from WWE to AEW. You need a guy like MJF who has the world in front of him. And has everything to gain from going through your machine. The worry I would have is he would be significantly watered down. He would have to play within those boundaries. Or they would have to be able to to be allowed to bend their rules a little bit for a guy like MJF. But I think he could do it. I think he has the talent to do it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if he'd be as big of a... Uh, star if he would lose what makes MJF MJF if he was a watered down version but fuck at that point he's making way more money and he's a household name I don't think he's quite there as a household name yet and in WWE he would absolutely get there he, they would put the machine behind him and it would only be a couple years before he's main eventing Wrestlemania for world titles he would easily be a guy that, you know, they'd put him over Roman Reigns. They'd put him over. He'd probably work his way up to the title almost immediately within the year or two. And, uh, you know, at that point, he would see how he could hang. You know, it'd be interesting to see him in there with a guy like Brock Lesnar. What would that look like? That'd be kind of messy. I, I don't know that I can picture that. But MJF to WWE is the way to go now. AEW should in real life throw as much money as humanly possible at MJF to keep him. But I think at some point it's inevitable he's going to find his way over to WWE. And when he does, it's up, up, and away with MJF. Mega stardom. 
And finally, we got a wild card pick. These are two talents that are not on any roster as of right now or uh, presumably will not be because the first pick that I'm going to have here is Sasha Banks is going to debut in AEW. Now, it's all but said that she's done with WWE, though she does technically still appear on WWE's roster page so uh one of those situations where is she isn't she but we all you know have basically heard that she's going to new japan and that this she's all but done with the wwe so if that is the case and we're rolling over to 2023 and she's a free agent boop we gotta snag her over to aew pay her whatever the fuck you need to pay her sasha banks i can't believe this shit i'm seeing rumors out there that wwe let her go or didn't meet her financial she wanted to be and not this is all hearsay you know but the dirt sheets be talking right and the dirt sheets are saying that sasha wanted equal pay to charlotte and becky and WWE did not see Sasha Banks on that level. And I'm like, are you fucking insane? This chick was literally just on the Mandalorian. Are you, is your brain broken? She is, she is the best, one of the best wrestlers you got on that roster. I don't, I don't know. I'd say the best, but she could, she's a better wrestler than Becky is. She's a better wrestler than Bailey is. I, I don't know if she's a better wrestler than Charlotte, but she's a better wrestler than Bianca. Like in the ring, she can fucking go. You know, Sasha Banks is is a hell of a worker, and she's a megastar talent. She's going to be doing movies and shit going forward. Maybe they don't trust her, and maybe that's what's going into it, because she has kind of walked out on them a couple times. But kind of sounds like they don't see in Sasha what Sasha sees in herself. And frankly, what I see in Sasha, she is... Got more charisma than anybody on the WWE roster, except for maybe like Becky. She's got more charisma than Charlotte does. Um, she's more three dimensional than a Bianca is. Bianca's very, you know, likes to bounce. If you call that charisma, that's fine. But Sasha's the fucking boss. She's a star. And I, they're just, they're dropping the ball with her. And she needs to be in the hands with somebody that sees the the talent in her and runs with it like you met you signed Sasha Banks if I'm AEW and you can criticize me all you want down in the comments below I'd love to hear it if I'm AEW I'm signing Sasha for whatever I whatever it takes to sign her punk money if it takes punk money I'm signing Sasha Banks to three to five years and I'm making her my top star, my top star, male, female, anything. I am building the company around Sasha Banks because I really believe in her to that extent. And I think people are sleeping on her. And I think her run in the Mandalorian is a huge reason why as well. This is a Disney product. It was, yes, it was on Disney plus, but you have no idea how many people watch this fucking show. It was the biggest hit while it was out. And I don't know if she's going to be back on that, but I know she just wrapped another movie. I know when she's going to New Japan here, she's going to be looking. She's going early, I believe, I read, so that she can kind of get her hands in some business dealings and have some meetings in Japan about some shit. Maybe she's going to get that shampoo deal that Booker T and Edge were fighting over. 
it's it's to the moon with Sasha Banks. I, I think I think it's gonna come to bite WWE in the ass. I think she's gonna come back around. I think they're gonna beg her to come back in. I think she's gonna be one of those WrestleMania returns, like a Batista or something, but on a bigger level where she's gonna end up becoming a big Hollywood star. And WWE's gonna go, oh please, we come back do WrestleMania, and she'll be like, yeah, a bajillion dollars, pay up, and they will because they're gonna need her because they're gonna run out of all of these big, sp- you know, you can only bring Brock Lesnar and Goldberg back so many times, you gotta do something else, and Sasha will have achieved a level of success outside of WWE that will deserve her to be begged to come back to WWE, and I think. Hopefully, if it was up to me, man, I'm fucking, I'm opening the pocketbooks to Sasha Banks. What do you, what do you want? What do you want? And give her fucking a thousand dollars more, <laughs> whatever she asks for. Okay, I'll give you that plus one thousand dollars, just to say thank you, which she'll, you know, go wipe her ass with. But still, it's the thought that counts. And the wild card pick for the WWE kind of falls into the same category as Sasha. Still technically on the active roster, but not really and not likely. And that's CM Punk. CM Punk to the WWE, baby. Bring him back to the E, but uh, I really like, uh, you know, I heard Sam Roberts say it. I'll give him the credit. I've said this before, too. But I think he nailed it spot on. Bring Punk in for a couple spots. Don't sign him to a long contract. Bring him in for spots. As wild card, we are bringing in CM Punk to do a few return matches, a few return programs. We'll start him with a little program ski. And then we'll let him rest for a little bit. And he'll come back in and he'll do another program ski. You know, like two, three times a year. See how it goes. Now, this is all if he's going to end up parting ways with AEW, kind of in the same boat as Sasha, still showing as an active member, but not likely to return. So if that's the case, bring him over to WWE. And look, I think you can get a lot of fun out of CM Punk with that. Him versus Roman is a no-brainer. Roman's got to beat CM Punk there, and, and that would suck for Punk. But hey, welcome to WWE. But then you kind of do something like maybe Kevin Owens and CM Punk. Boy, that would be a lot of fun. And you could give uh, Punk a win there. And you would even do uh, hell, depending if Austin's still around and he wants to do a match with Austin. Uh, Do another round with Cena. You do, uh, you know, I'd keep him closer to doing those specialty matches because that way you're not, uh, you're not really taking away from anything on the main roster. And yes, he could be given a rub to some main roster guys. And, you know, I threw Owens in there, but if you can keep punk working outside of the framework a little bit, you know, like with the Cena or something that comes in special too, that could be the way to go. But in any event, I think it would be a good move. Bring him in, make a little money off of the controversy or whatever, and that's if he's touchable. I don't know that Punk's really even... He's, he's pretty much canceled by wrestling at this point. So maybe you bring him back in. Who knows? I, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see how that would play out, but I would give it a try, at least for a program. I would bring him in to work with somebody and just let it fly and see how it goes. 
Well, those were my picks for the 2023 Fantasy Draft, WWE and AEW. My picks are just my picks. That's just how I would do it. And like I said, if I wake up tomorrow, I might do it differently. But I'd love to hear what you would do. Let me know your picks down in the comments below. You can do all 10 for each or just your top picks or however you want to do it. Or you can just tell me to fuck off and my ideas suck. It's fine, I guess. Be nice about it, though. You know, I will cry. Uh, thank you for watching. Peace, love, and pizza. I am your boy, Seth Grimes, and we will catch you in the next video.